What is up? What is up? What is up? After Hours Entrepreneurs, welcome back to the program. Today's episode is absolutely fantastic. You are going to love it. Make sure that you share this out with all your friends, family, girlfriend, mom, grandma, whoever needs to hear it because today we are joined by best-selling author. You may have seen him in the Huffington Post, Inc., the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, USA Today, Matt Listen, I could go on and on and on. Today's guest has tons of great insights to bring. His new book, The Age of Influence, is out. His name is Neil Schaefer. Now, Neil is an absolute guru when it comes to social media, social media marketing, positioning, messaging, and whether you've recognized it or not, we're at a really unique point in time where influence is at stake. You know, people don't necessarily trust big media, big tech, big all that, but what they do trust is is you. They really appreciate that no like and trust. So we're going to talk a lot today about the age of influence, how commerce is evolving and changing and about his book. Listen, this is a really really important one to listen if you're trying to evolve your business, if you're trying to take it to the next level. If listen, if you're trying to take your side hustle and go full time, you need to understand the power of influence. And Neil Schaefer is going to bring just that. I also want to encourage you, head over to MarkSavantMedia.com. I've got some free resources just for you. Here you go. Take them. And these free resources are really going to help you in exploding your project, exploding your business, reaching new people, whether you're getting into video podcasting, video promotion. I've got a great newsletter full of great tips, tools, and tactics to take your side hustle full-time. So head over to MarkSavantMedia.com. I will catch you there. And with no further ado, let's get into this masterclass on influence with Neil Schaefer. Neil Schaefer, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. It is all my honor to have you here and the honor of all the after-hours entrepreneurs out there. So, Neil, let me start here. Before we get to the meat and potatoes here, a lot of people have this really unique term in their Instagram bios and on their TikTok pages. They are influencers. Do me a favor. Clear it up. What actually is an influencer? What does that even mean? Well, I, so let's look at it in two different lenses. The first lens is the lens that probably everybody listening to this podcast has a conception of influencers, those sort of Kim Kardashian types, or they have a lot of Instagram followers or TikTok followers. Maybe you've never heard of them. Um, they get lots of likes. You know, should I try to become an influencer? <laughs> and anybody, first of all, who has influencer in their bio. So how are they making money? Because if you were to become what we call a nano influencer and have a few thousand followers on Instagram, you might have brands reach out to you. They may give you like a $25 Amazon gift card or they may send you some free product. But if you're here to make a business, then that should be completely irrelevant because it's going to take a long time to be able to make a full-time income that influencers make. And influencers make it from, you know, obviously endorsement money they get from brands. They make it from affiliate marketing. A lot of them, because that's not enough, they end up creating their own product or their own course, right? So, you know, the after-hour entrepreneur, you should be focused on your business, your audience, your products and services, and leverage influence as a way to complement that. So Mm. in my book, The Age of Influence, I say, look, you know, an influencer is anybody that, and when I talk about influencer, I'm talking about in, in digital and social media. At the heart of it, it's a content creator, right? These are people that are active on social media because they're publishing content. It also means that over a certain amount of time, they are able to build a community which revolves around them and their content, which is normally focused on a niche, which is normally focused to their product or service. So 
you know, you may think, well, Neil, everyone's an influencer. Well, the fact is that not everybody shows up on a consistent basis, hmm. right? And it's not just Instagram. It's not just TikTok. It's YouTube. It's Facebook. It's Twitter. It's LinkedIn. It's Pinterest. And it's not just photo video. It's blogging. It's podcasting. It's all these things that allow you to show up and build a digital footprint. And trust me, not everybody is doing that. Very, very few people do that. And that's why just by you know being consistent on any one of those platforms and any one of those content mediums, you will over time build up influence, build up your own platform. Now, how quickly you do that depends on, you know, how it depends on your content, depends on the platform, luck, timing, there's so many things. But that's why I think you should be focused on your business first, but leveraging influence, whether for your business or for you to become or your business to become more influential is really a secondary way of really crushing it in marketing in 2020 and 2021. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and more so than being an influencer, it's it's learning to collaborate with other people on social media. Marketing in general and advertising has come a long way and it continues to evolve and it will continue to evolve. Um, but I think what's really unique about your book, The Age of Influence, you're saying, hey, this is a very special time because I think that the key, the magic sauce, the secret sauce that influencers have is trust, right? People trust them. They trust their opinions. They don't think that it's you know, some big brand retailer coming down to sell them shampoo or widgets. It's someone that they actually trust, which is really important. You touched on something uh, to kind of shift here, Neil, that I think is really important. A lot of people are not really influencers. They might say they're an influencer, but they're not. So if I'm a brand and I'm trying to sell a widget of some sort, how do I find the right people to actually team up with and to collaborate with? Who are the right influencers and how do I find them? Yeah, that's a great question. And yeah, so flipping gears. So now that we're over this, how to become an influencer dream that so many have, but I don't think it's worth pursuing. I want to be that's TikTok famous. Side. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, in the book, and we now have, just as you say, you know, uh, advertising and marketing has changed over the years. And we're now at a point where I think most companies are still doing like 2015 marketing. And what I mean by that is you got your website, you're doing your SEO, you're doing your email marketing, marketing automation, you know, you're doing your content marketing, you're doing your social media, but what's happened with social media is it's become pay to play, right? Yeah. And on the flip side, you have people that are now gaining more share of voice than brands are over time. So any brand could have become an influencer, but you're right. It's about like, no and trust and people are more relatable than a brand logo. Yeah. So unless you're like a Coca-Cola or, you know, a, a sports celebrity or team like the Lakers that have like fanatical fans like myself it's really, really hard to compete with people out there. So if we as brands can't compete with them, how do we collaborate them? And I think it really, we, we take a step back here because what the influencer marketing industry has done over time, it used to be, you got to work with a celebrity. Then it's like, oh, you got to work with a micro influencer. They have to have over 10,000 followers. And now they talk about working with nano influencers who have over 1,000 followers. So I tell businesses to take a step back who that you already know in your sphere of influence or that already likes, knows, and trusts your business, who out there might have over a thousand followers or connections in any given social network? And it's probably a lot of people. So yeah. I say you start with number one, your employees, number two, your partners, if you have affiliates or distributors or what have you. Number three, you're looking at your actual customers. And number four, you look at your actual followers in social media. Because if no one's ever heard of you and you're reaching out to them for a collaboration, it's going to tend to be a one-night transaction or one-time transactions, I should say. It's similar to one-night transaction, and it's going to turn out to be expensive. But when you work with people that already like, know, and trust your brand, obviously, when you know, not only is it going to be very cost-effective, 
But when they talk about you, it's going to be extremely authentic because they're a user of your product. And the funny thing is a lot of brands are realizing this. Now they're looking for nano influencers that are actually using their product mm. so that it doesn't look like a blatant advertisement, right? So I think if you start there, you will avoid a lot of the landmines that are out there of working with the wrong influencer and spending a lot of money and not getting any return on that, right? When you invest in the people that already know, like, and trust your brand, that investment will pay dividends. And this is really part of redefining this whole concept of digital influence. Now, if you've went through all that and you're still looking for people, right, I recommend you do searches, right? So if I wanted to be influenced on a certain subject, I'd be doing hashtag searches on Instagram, right? I'd be doing different searches on LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, whatever network, see who comes up, right? And you can start to make a list of these people that you see come up on multiple search terms or in, in trending people that have over a thousand followers and really start to map them out and, and go from there. And I recommend you don't start at the top. You start at the bottom. You work your way up unless you're, unless you're truly influenced yourself. And, and if you've never worked with, you know, whether they be nano influencers or micro influencers, if you've never done this type of collaboration, you it's going to be a learning process, right? There, there is a learning curve. So you don't want to just reach out and say, hey, I'd like to offer you something. You want to reach out and develop a relationship. Hey, you know, we love your content. We know that you speak to a lot of small business owners that are interested in accounting. We have the world's greatest accounting software. Surely there's a way we can collaborate. Are you open for a phone call to discuss, right? You, you want to build a relationship. And in many ways, you want the influencer to lead you into how best they want to work with you. Because just like this is a you know an after five side hustle that everybody has that they want to make their main hustle, a lot of influencers the same thing, right? They're business people. They're they're doing things during the day. This may not be their their main thing, but if you can collaborate, it helps your you know side hustle. It helps their side hustle, and you won't know until you have that conversation. Yeah, well, and it's that's kind of what I wanted to to go into a little bit deeper, Neil, because let's say you reach out let's just say a hundred influencers, right? You reach out to a hundred people. You say, Hey, let's connect. Can you, you know, we're interested in working together, collaborating on this, on this brand and on this product, right? Some of them are probably going to be like, yeah, a thousand bucks a post, 10,000 bucks. Prices are going to be very, very variable. But let's say that you find some influencers that are within your budget and they're going to work for you. They're going to work for your brand. They're going to work for your business. Mm -hmm. How do we actually quantify if there is any ROI? Like how are they actually converting into real sales? Are we, are we, tracking that by analytics? Are we tracking that by affiliate marketing metrics, landing pages? How would you recommend that business owners can actually find ways to quantify that uh, that return on investment? Yeah, I think what you want to do is you need to have some linkage, right? The linkage can come in a few different ways. It could be the affiliate code link, link in bio, very common. Mm -hmm. It could be a discount code where every yep. influencer has a separate discount code. And discount codes are really, they're win-win-wins, right? They're win for you win for the influencer and win for their community. So you want to have some sort of trackable method or you have a specific landing page just for that influencer and their community. And like unless, unless you're doing that, I mean, if you want to measure vanity metrics, like number of likes, number of comments, obviously it's easy to do that. Um, <laughs> but if you want to take it one step further, then absolutely you need to have that tracking linkage. And like I said, there's a few different ways to do it. You just want to pick one that works for you and implement it. Yeah, and I think that's a really easy trap to fall into. Hey, look, brand, I just got a thousand likes on your post. Yeah, but th these who who are these people? These are robots out in the atmosphere that don't even exist. They're not actually going to buy my product. I'm not actually going to drive any revenue. So, so I love that. And quite frankly, I think that's one of the the most magical pieces about marketing in 2020 and beyond is everything is much more quantifiable than it maybe was. Okay, we put a, a post in the in the New York Times. Yeah. What it, how did that actually convert? Really, 
hard to tell that. It's all trackable. That's why I love digital and social media marketing. But you need to you need to use it in a way that's trackable. And yeah. if you don't, then then yeah, you're you're questioning where the ROI is. Yeah. And Neil is, of course, breaking down. He just gave you three specific ways that you can do that. You can learn way more if you pick up his book, The Age of Influence. Okay, cool. So I'm going to talk about something that you're doing, Neil, right now in 2020, end of the year, Q3, that's really unique. Actually, going to Q4 here. That's really unique. I don't hear, hear a lot of people talking about this. I think this is really cool. And that is guest podcasting. You've made it your goal to guest on over 100 podcasts. So I want to ask you, why is that? Who, who nobody's doing that? Why have you decided to make that a priority for you? Yeah. So, um, well, thank you for listening to my podcast. So you, <laughs> you probably got that intel. Uh, you know, this all started. So I'm writing a book on influencer marketing, and I publish it in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. It literally published March 17th, and California went on lockdown on March 19th. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm talking to my uh, publisher, and you know, they're a huge publisher. They work with Gary Vaynerchuk, what have you. You know, how do you recommend that I promote my book? Do you recommend I, you know, pitch the traditional media? And they said, no, it's going to be expensive. It's not going to be as effective as you think. I'm like, well, who do you think I should, you know, pitch to? And they go, we recommend you pitch to podcasters and bloggers, right? Mm. So if you think about it, who are the new influencers when um, media influence has been democratized, right? It's a lot of times it, they are bloggers and podcasters. I mean, sometimes YouTubers, but in my line of work, obviously, I am going after, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners, business executives, marketers, what have you. So maybe it's more of a B2B than a B2C, or it's that same sort of target demographic. And when I thought about it, yeah, if someone, I could pay someone to post a photo holding it on, on Instagram, but it's probably not going to sell a lot of books, right? That's, people are not on Instagram looking for book advice, although there are some accounts that do well with that, I understand. And, you know, I don't think there's many YouTube channels focused around book reviews. Now, I went, I did some searching on blogs. There's a few blogs that have these like top marketing book posts, but there aren't that many and they're already published. They're not going to revise it just for my book. And the other thing is there aren't a lot of interviews. There are not a lot of shows on YouTube that just do interviews or shows or, or blogs that just do interviews. But podcasting is a whole separate beast because there are podcasts. Most podcasts are based on interviews, right? So there's actually a demand for uh, to talk to people um, about what they're doing. And what I noticed was that there aren't, okay, so sure, if you were to go to the iTunes chart, and obviously this book is about marketing, there's like a top 200 list, right? Right. But really, the number of podcasts around marketing is a lot smaller than you might think compared to the number of blogs out there or the number of Instagram channels, what have you. And when you're on a podcast, it's not like a blog post where people may stay on your site for a minute. Or, or like five minutes if you're, if you're lucky. It's it's like this podcast. It's like 20, 25, 30 minutes, right? That's a really, really long time you have to leave an impression to get someone to get to know you. So you combine all this with the fact that I have my own podcast. So this is where if you have influence, you have to yield it. Because guess what? A lot of podcasters, they want to be featured on other podcasts because they know it's a great way to grow their show, right? So all these things came to mind. It's like, you know what? I'm going to go through the list. I'm going to try to find the, the top marketing podcast because it's something I can do. It's something where the content's needed. And yeah, there may not be as many people listening to podcasts as there are reading blogs, what have you, but it's also not as crowded of a market. So I set up a KPI for myself. I said, you know what? Um, if, if I could appear on 100 podcasts, I will have left no stone unturned. I would have done the best I could do. And after that, you know, then whatever happens, happens. But I'm not going to look back saying I should have done more if I'm on 100 different podcasts. So 
I spent, man, dude, I spent a lot of time um, because here's the thing. It's the same thing when you reach out to influencers. And Mark, we had this conversation about me coming on your podcast. You know, I don't, it, there are some podcasts where I know I'm not a good fit. So I'm not right. going to reach out to them. It's a waste of time. And by the way, when you reach out to influencers, you don't want to, you know, brush them the wrong way. You don't want to burn any bridges. You want to, you want to, you want to leave a good impression. So if you just use software to send the same message to hundred people, it doesn't work. It has to be personalized. You have to personalize that, that. That is definitely a challenge when we're trying to find guests too. Actually, it's kind of a funny story. I had a guest that my assistant had reached out to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this was about a month ago, actually. And the guest, the guest was kind of turned off. He's like, look, this is very generic. I'm not into it. And I, and it actually, uh, turned into a conversation with this gentleman who ended up coming on the show. He's like, you know, I like the way you roll, Mark. You're actually open to learning and open to improving. And, and I think that's really unique. And to your point, I think one of the powerful things about podcasting is the psychographics are typically people that are either educated or interested in being educated. So particularly if you're in a line of business that has anything to do with um, marketing, business, in your case, social media, uh, really, really powerful. These are people that want to learn, right? They're, yeah. They're hungry for it, especially if you're an author. So and I'm going to go. Of, and a lot of business people, I have gotten just by being a guest on one of those hundred podcasts. I got business. I got business right. from someone else who who read my book. A CEO of a very large company read my book, and he said, "Neil, I'm so sorry, I haven't left a review of your podcast on Apple. I'll do that soon." It's like, dude, you're giving me business. It's worth <laughs> way more than one Apple review. So it, it's a really powerful medium, and I think that when you think about it, most podcasters also have websites. They're also collaborating with other influencers. So I've found just through getting to know podcasters like yourself a little bit more, it opens up lots of different opportunities. Yeah. And backlinks too. You know, when, when we put this on our website, on our podcast, uh, you know, we're, we're going to link to yours, of course. So, um, and of course you can find everything that Neil's doing at neilshafer.com or check out the book, The Age of Influence. He's look, he's, he's giving you all the tips. You, you got to change the game. You cannot do the same thing you were doing back in 2015. It's, it is not going to work. Newsflash. Hey, Mark here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. It means so much to me that I can go on this journey with you. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing, all the action you're taking. Keep it up and keep on listening to the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you do not miss out on the tips, tools, and tactics of leading experts like Neil. These free masterclasses are coming to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So thanks for subscribing. All right, let's get back into the episode. So you've been on a ton of podcasts, right? And so assuming the audience is like, you know what, Neil's right. I'm into it. I want to get in with influencers and podcasting seems like a good in route. What is, how do you, how can you actually go in and be a good guest? What is the, what are some takeaways that we can uh, uh, take away as business owners and collaborators? How can I be a great guest on a podcast? What do you do? What do you like? Well, first of all, you're never going to be able to be a guest in the podcast if, if you, there's no reason for them to want to interview you, right? So mm. I think you have to build up a little bit of cachet. I believe if you're a newbie that actually creating your own podcast is a great way to start to do that or any sort of, you know, content medium, but you know, podcasters get pitched. I'm sure you do as well. I get pitched all the time by all these people and it's really random, right? So you really want to make sure that first of all, when you pitch, you have to have some cachet to say, you know, why they should have you, but the message has to be really aligned with that podcast. And that's why you really need to personalize it. I think what makes a good guest, number one, is having a topic that both you're an expert in and that the audience yeah. would be interested in hearing about and something that wasn't re recently uh, interviewed or, or talked about on that podcast. So there was one podcast. I mean, 
they've talked about influencer marketing, you know, twice in the past two months. Like, sorry, we we can't talk about it until, for another few months. Ping us then. And I totally get that. So I, I think that's, you know, the pitch and then having that content that's really appropriate. Obviously, beyond that, not only delivering, I think when you have your own podcast, you become better at speaking and knowing what the expectations of being on a podcast are. But I think it's what you do after the podcast. I'm pretty religious about sharing every podcast I'm on. I will share on social media, but not everybody does that. Right. Right. So um, that is absolutely something that if you become a guest and if you want to be invited back again, right, what happens is podcasters look at their analytics. I was invited back on the Making a Marketer podcast recently and they go, Neil, you are like our eighth most listened to episode ever. I'm like, that's awesome, right? Now, could could part of that have been because I shared that with my audience? I don't know. But that's the impression you want to make is you want to leave that that positive track record. And guess what? When you start sharing other people's podcasts, other podcasters find you and they go, oh, this person is an actual sharer, right? Why go out of my way to have someone who might be famous, but they're never going to share it with their audience? It's going to be great content, but I'm not going to get that extra mileage versus working with someone that actually goes out of their way to share it with their community. So I'd be very generous in sharing. Um, if I was a guest and yeah, um, th- that would be my best advice in all honesty. I mean, I think that what you kind of honed in on there is you want to provide as much value when you're working with an influencer, you want to provide as much value as possible to that influencer and to their community. Cause, and this is something that Gary Vee is always talking about, right? With the jab, 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 right hook. If you go onto a podcast, I believe with the sole goal of selling something and you keep plugging something you're trying to sell. It, 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 I think it rubs listeners the wrong way because I'm, I'm coming. My hope with this show is someone's going to be like, I want to know about influencer marketing. Neil's an expert. I want to get some tips, right? Um, and, and so when you go in giving value to the guest, uh, uh, to, the, to the listeners and to the host, you get invited back. You get more parties, right? That's it. It's about yeah. selling your ideas and yourself rather than selling your product or service. And the, the quicker mm-hmm. you figure that out, the more podcasts you'll be invited back on. I, right. I hate it when... You know, I remember there was this one podcast with someone who's quite famous on Instagram. I'm not going to name any names. And, you know, they were talking about like tools and, and you know, hey, and, and she was saying, oh, this is this really great Instagram tool. But, you know, if you join my academy, you'll be able to find out. And then the person interviewing her said, oh, is it such and such a tool? And she goes, oh, yeah, that's the tool. So I like, well, you, you got to anyway, you got to be you got to let the information flow. Yeah. And what we've learned over the past decade with in the age of influence of content creators, the more you share, the more you get back. A lot of this is a commodity because if you were to search for the tool, you're going to find it anyway, right? Mm. Mm. What's not a commodity is that unique perspective, unique spin, always having an expert on tap so that you don't have to spend hours and hours looking for those blog posts. You know what I mean? And you're speaking to someone that's been there and done that. So um, yeah, hopefully, you know, everyone listening, they're, they're nodding. It makes sense. Everyone listening, you have a lot of stories to tell. You have a lot of experience. What you're working on is awesome. You got to let the world know about it, right? And being a guest on podcast is an excellent way. It's it's the only, I'm not going to say easy avenue, but it is the most appropriate avenue out there of all those major content mediums to easily do it. Absolutely love that. And it's been my experience, certainly, that the more you give, the more you get. You know, when you're if you can give someone a tip or a takeaway, like Neil has just given us a ton of takeaways in this episode, if you can give some actionable tips that someone can walk away with and their life is better, they are going to be hungry. They're going to listen. They're going to follow you on Twitter. You got to check out Neil's, Neil Schaefer's Twitter, by the way. They're going to be hungry for more. So give away your best stuff for free and see what happens 
on the back end. Okay, cool. So yeah, Neil, before I we- do my business, I do business with the Bank of Karma. They're my main my main bank. So love that, love that, love that. It's amazing what happens. It's it's it's, it's really remarkable. And the sooner you learn that, like you said, Neil, the better the better your business, the better your platform is going to be. Build that okay. relationship equity. Okay, so we've been talking here with Neil Schaefer, author of The Age of Influence. Check it out, learn more. And before I let you go here, Neil, I've got a couple rapid fire questions from you that I just got to know. You ready? You strapped in? Let's do it. Cool. Neil, if you had 50 bucks, what is a must-have business item? What is the first business item that you would have to get for less than 50 bucks? Ooh, um... Uh, thinking, 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 uh, I see recorder. Okay. Okay. Uh, Because I started, I actually started recording my podcast on, on an iPhone, but that's Mm -hmm. over $50. I then went to an IC recorder, which is about $50, a Sony one that I used. And it allowed me to like easily interview people when I was out and about, this is before coronavirus, obviously. So that's just the first thing that come to, came to mind. Sure. Love it. Uh, what is a must have subscription? What's a subscription that you just got to have right now? Uh, in terms of business tools, movies, could be anything, could be anything. uh, Amazon prime. (laughs) Amazon prime. Gotcha. Good, good one. Good one. If you could only have one social media app on your phone, what would you have? Ooh, um, I probably have Instagram. Love it. Instagram is definitely. Yeah. I don't, I don't do Instagram for business. I do Instagram to have fun and to keep in touch and which I think is what social media was originally intended for. So it definitely fits that purpose. It's a good way to connect with people too. I, I, I like it for connecting. Um, if you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? Uh, I'd say to be bolder in my vision, my plans, my actions. Love it. And a final question here for you, Neil. If you had a billboard message that could reach millions and millions of people, what would you put on your billboard? Uh, ignite your passion. Beautiful. Neil said it. I agree with it. Neil, thanks so much. Thank you, my friend. Wow, what an episode. I just love chatting with Neil. I've gotten a chance to watch him grow over the years. I mean, just a phenomenal speaker and group coach. And the fact that Neil would come on the show and share his most insider tips and techniques with all the After Hours entrepreneurs out there, man, it means so much. So I just want to thank Neil again. Make sure you go check out his book. Go to his website, let him know that you heard him on the After Hours Entrepreneur and that you were impressed with his insight. And listen, keep doing your thing. Like I said earlier in the episode, I am so proud of everything that you're doing, all the action that you are taking. Don't let anybody ever take it away from you because you are on the right track. You just got to lean in and keep pivoting and see that vision. Once again, thank you for listening. You can watch on YouTube. Make sure that you go ahead and smash that subscribe button and share this with someone that needs to hear it. Do you know someone that's struggling with their marketing and they'd like to know about the age of influence and the power of influencer marketing? Share this episode with them. Go ahead and send them a message. Link this episode with them so they can hear it. With all that said, thank you so much. I'm out of here. This is Mark signing off. I will catch all you After Hours Entrepreneurs here next time on, well, the After Hours Entrepreneur. I'll catch you later. Peace.